Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, uh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. Hello there, you're listening to Linda Pinizzato of The Condo Expert, and today we're having a phenomenal discussion with Sheldon Lieba of the Mississauga Board of Trade. Now, he is the president and CEO behind MBOT, and Sheldon, you know, next year is going to be a really interesting year, isn't it? I mean, with elections coming up, how do you foresee the future of what is MBOT going to be involved in? Well, when we look to the next couple of years, you know, we know we, that we're going to have a municipal election this time next year, a provincial election earlier. Uh, right now, we're probably betting on, on the spring. 2015 will be a federal election. So there'll be a lot of activity happening at all levels of government politically. Locally, we know that our mayor, Hazel McCallion, of uh, 34 years, 92 years old, will be 93 when her birthday comes up in February, has decided that this will be her last term of office. So for 34 years, we've only had one mayor. And, you know, come this time next year, you know, her successor will be in place. Nominations will open up for municipal elections come January 1st. There'll likely be a lot of people that have an interest in the role, probably incumbents that are currently on council, maybe other political leaders at other levels, other candidates, maybe former politicians. But I definitely expect, you know, there will be some great candidates emerging from our residential community, from our business community. It'll be an interesting year. Likely there may be some other spots opening up on city council. But the mayor's been in place for 34 years. There's a tremendous legacy that she'll be leaving behind. Mississauga is really one of the most thriving, vibrant, economically prosperous communities in all of Canada. It used to be kind of a bedroom community, a suburb of Toronto, but we are a self-sustaining economic entity on our own. And so, you know, for the future leadership, the Mississauga, I think, community will have a strong appetite to want to know what the vision would be for you know candidates that are pursuing to be the next mayor to be on council because you know we've come very far to where we are today but where is it that our city wants to go over the next you know let's say 10 to 20 years and so we're looking for some new ideas for some new visions we're looking for creativity so it'll be very exciting and the business community is going to want to have some input and say and so you know the board of trade you know over the next few months We'll be having some deep introspective conversations about, you know, what type of community do we want to, you know, to be able to continue to attract talent to our community, to be able to attract and retain good quality businesses, and to ensure the high quality of life that we've come to expect in Mississauga. Provincially, there's some very critical issues that are impacting residents and businesses in the greater Toronto area. Of course, traffic, congestion, transportation is a top issue. It's costly to businesses when they have their goods and employees stuck in traffic. You know, I now have businesses that are telling me that they're having difficulty attracting skilled talent because the geographic pool that they can draw upon for talent is becoming smaller and smaller because of the longer commute times. You know, they may attract uh, a good qualified candidate, but if that person has to drive more than an hour or even an hour and a half plus to and from work 
chances are they're not going to be able to retain that employee long term. And so the, the commute times are getting longer and longer, and it's impacting businesses that are struggling to find the, the right talent. It's also affecting our quality of life. So when we have people stuck in traffic, that means less time to spend with their family, less time to get involved with you know community organizations, volunteerism, having their children involved in extracurricular activities. You know, you have children that have been involved in sports. Mm-hmm. You know that you need to get home at a certain time right. of day to get them to their practice or their game. Well, when parents now are getting home at you know, 7, 7.30 at night, their kids are now being deprived of those extracurricular activities because their parents aren't there to be able to look after them. So it's a huge concern that we're looking for some, some vision, some leadership from elected officials. I'm going to say at all levels of government, although transportation is primarily a municipal and uh, provincial responsibility, but we're not seeing a lot of vision or leadership coming from our elected officials on these issues. There's some tough decisions that have to be made around getting people and goods moving more effectively, more efficiently in and around our community. Otherwise, we're going to, we're going to choke ourselves economically and our quality of life in gridlock, which is not going to make for a great community to live in. You know, you're 100% right. I've been dealing on the whole political actions, you know, government relations chair now for five years and been actively involved in the second suites. You know, it was one inch issue to create uh, a way of affordable housing within the community and legalizing the basement apartments and so on. And of course, you know, you need a, you've got a higher population coming into the city. And that same population is going to be a driving force behind, you know, giving different jobs and whatnot to the business industry, because it all works together. As much as you have the population on one side, you've got the business community and you'd like to be able to have them have the community of businesses driving forward. I mean, it's really important. So there's a synergy there as well. But the interesting thing is what you were talking about is transportation. You know, we had a meeting, actually, the Condone Association. We had a meeting way back when with Waterfront Toronto. We've had meetings. We've had meetings with the 63 different MPPs across the province. The interesting thing about it was is that certainly we have to pick up on the transportation side. There's no doubt. But then there is the question of money and the cost to it. And, uh, you know, so everything is playing a factor. I, I know that I was involved with the stormwater sewer system in the city of Mississauga going through the stakeholders. And then there's another stakeholder meetings with the airport authorities. You know, all of these mechanisms of research in the last year has to come together. They've got to link together. And now all of a sudden, you know, we have a possible municipal land transfer tax sitting out in the air with our provincial politicians. And on a personal opinion, I think that MLTT cannot happen in other communities like Mississauga or anybody else in the 905, 519, whichever communities. Because you can't take away one thing in order to benefit something else because it just doesn't work that way. We have to keep our businesses striving. And exactly what you're saying, having had three kids in the baseball world and the hockey world through the Mississauga for so many years, families. I mean, we want to keep these families united. We have to give them the opportunity to have two things. Number one, they have to have the extra cash available to them to do things. And they can't have that available to them if all of a sudden they have to pay another tax over and above their provincial tax. They can't have a municipal tax as well. And seniors, seniors is another one. I mean, we have seniors out there that cost of living is difficult for them. 
maybe if they're downsizing out of their houses and they're going into, for instance, a condominium. They can't all of a sudden be hit with two taxes. The money that they've tried to save for all these years is embedded in their properties. And we're going to take part of it away. That's not the answer. So, you know, I agree with you, honestly. Like, you know, the vision is, is to have political leaders out there that can understand the depth and the importance of all these issues, but put them together. You can't have one department not talking to the other one and the other one not talking to the other one because it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. It can't be an independent decision. It has to be a united decision. Don't you agree? Yeah. So, you know, what this conversation is telling me is that we need to you know, we need to say to our listeners, our residents in Mississauga, loud and clear, that there are political decisions that are being made and not being made that impact our lives very significantly. And it's important that they be engaged in the political process. There is a lot of disenchantment with politics right now. You know, we see what's happening in Toronto, hearing about, you know, the mess in Ottawa with the Senate, you know, provincially they're dealing with a lot of controversies themselves. So who's really talking about the important issues that are impacting businesses and residents? These people are elected by us and are accountable to us. And so it's important that we remain, not enhance our engagement in public policy. We need to speak loud, you know, not only during elections about our opinions, but in between elections to our elected officials about the issues and challenges that are impacting us. Uh, otherwise, they're making decisions in a vacuum. And so more now than ever, there are decisions being made at the federal, the provincial, the local level that are impacting residents and businesses very significantly. We're very busy running our personal lives, our families, our businesses and working. But these issues are very significant, so much so that we need to pay close attention to them. So as we see municipal elections coming up next year, the provincial elections, the federal elections the following year, I would say now is the time to start taking notice around the policy issues that are impacting you, engaging with your elected officials, especially when candidates start coming out. Speak to them about what are their priorities, making sure that they hear what are the issues and concerns to you. And that's how we're going to ensure that we're electing good government officials to, to develop good public policy to help support economic prosperity and quality of life in our communities, in our province, in our country. 100%. I can't agree with you more. And interesting enough, as you know, the Condo Act is up for review. As the founder of the Condo Owners Association, I've been in these reviews right from day one when the McGuinty government announced it on June 2012. We're concerned. We're very concerned. I mean, condo owners are not just residential owners. They're also you know, business people who own a business condominium, as I mentioned earlier, and uh, the policy, the initiatives that are being put on the table right now, like a condo office and different decisions that uh, have come out of this Condo Act review are not in favor of condo owners. And we've made a very strong voice on that. And people have to pay attention to who they're electing. They also have to pay attention to how much maintenance fees that they're paying whether or not their boards are operating the way they should, what's the problems going on with the entire Condo Act review, and see whether or not these recommendations are truly, you know, reflective of protecting the condo owner. And again, it goes back to provincial government because they're making the decision. When they put their hand up and they approve something and it goes through policy changes, now it's going to impact 1.3 million condo owners, whether it's businesses or whether it's 
residential buildings. It doesn't matter. It's 1.3 million condo owners and half of construction today are condominiums. So we need a very strong political presence, don't we, Sheldon? Well, you're a great example of a resident saw a vacuum in in public policy and political leadership around a specific issue, being the the condo owners, the, the condo industry, and took an active role to become more politicized, become engaged in contributing to the policy development process, but also informing and engaging residents and your key stakeholders, you know, the the owners and tenants of condominiums around issues that otherwise they would not even be aware of. And so we're looking for that example, you know, to resonate with other residents on the myriad of issues that impact them. That's how we're going to end up with good politicians making good public policy, the public being more engaged. Exactly, because these politicians care and they're willing to step forward, voice their opinions, be in support of business owners, condo owners, you know, Ontarians, and make sure that their presence is going to make a positive difference of the future of our province. Yeah, and I don't want to come across being negative about political leaders, but political leaders are you and me. They're people from the community who aspire to give, you know, enhanced level of leadership back to their community. They're great people. You know, I I deal with the politicians in our community all the time. Very sincere, genuine people who who care and are concerned about our community, but they don't know everything. They don't have all the answers. And so they need people like you, me, the Board of Trade, our residents, to give them ongoing input and feedback to make good policy decisions. Well, there's a fabulous book out there. It's called The Present. I love it. It's just a little tiny white book. I'm not, I don't know who the author is or anything. I'm not trying to promote the book. I'm just talking about the book. It's not Santa and, Claus, is it? it, it no, 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 oh. I know. It. <laughs> but it's, it's so sweet. It's, it's just a little tiny book. The moral of the, the book is it identifies the past. It brings in the present of what's going on, but it recognizes the past and the present to move forward for the future. And that's what's really important, isn't it? And and that's not, no different from what we've been talking about. You know, people that are, uh, you know, maybe slowly moving towards retirement, taking their knowledge, putting it out there, making it accessible in NGEN for, you know, young entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs in general, 40 and under, bringing this together, using all of this wonderful expertise that we've been able to develop here in our province and making it invaluable for our future. And and I think that's what it's all about, isn't it? Well, that's great. I think you've you've summed it all up. It is. I love it. It's great. It's Linda Pinizzato. We're talking to Sheldon Lieba of the Mississauga Board of Trade. And you're listening to The Condo Expert, and we'll be right back. Oh, my computer crashed. Oh, no, I've got a virus. Oh, no way. No internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. So remember, contact coaontario.com. We have a wonderful website. If you're in Toronto, you can go coatoronto.com. And let us hear your comments. We want to help. 